You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. What are you? I'm Batman. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for postwrestling.com. Up next, the podcast. Now I know what you're thinking. We're your NXT friends. Friends. But today, we are your bat friends. We are your bat friends. Yes. We've got our, our bat drinks, our, our bat claws. Yeah, bat claws. Uh, we've wow. got our bat mics. Bat mics. We've bat even phones. got our bat camera. For the YouTube room. Yes, welcome to... We, we've, we're we filming this for YouTube.com slash up next. Uh, welcome anyone on the YouTube. But you can find us on uh, wherever you find your podcast because you found this. We're giving away all Batman movies. We're going to review them all. And we're starting today with Batman 1989. We are indeed. We, we went to a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. And... We saw sand. It's not we good. We saw a lot of sand. It was coarse and rough, rough and, gets, and everywhere. gets everywhere yeah um we've been to halloween and back we've been to haddonfield we've um, been to we've been to skynet on the on the patreon we are on patreon patreon.com slash up next and i already know what you're thinking yes we've already reviewed batman the 1960s movie because uh it was an episode of up yours where world champ patrons pick something so we watched it and it was a blast so that is up there yeah so if you're listening to this yeah. and going hang on mo- hang yeah. on a moment you skipped you've one you skipped one you skipped the the og the yeah. adam west one the best one yeah yeah um <laughs> i want your reactions on exploding sharks <laughs> and bat bombs and bat bombs um you can listen to that on our patreon yeah um and that kind of what's inspired us hey let's uh 
Let's give it to cruiserweights. So if you want to become a cruiserweight and you just want to listen to that, sure. Well, I'll edit it. Two oh five. Done. It's done. You're you're good. You're good. So yeah, pause look. it now. Go back and listen to that, and then come back to us. <laughs> but yeah, look, we are wrestling nerds, and we do a podcast about NXT and, and all sorts. Patreon.com/slash up next. We do so many different wrestling movies, all that stuff. But yeah, we were super big Star Wars fans, and we said, hey, why not? Leading up to the the was it the, the rise last, of rise of Skywalker? Wow, I forgot the name already. We thought, why don't we do every Star Wars movie? We even did the Christmas special. We yes. did the prequels. We did everything, and we gave them out for free on this very feed. Um, and that's kind of we started that even kind of before we had our whole Patreon and all mm. the stuff we've been doing. So. We watched all the Star Wars. We watch wrestling. We're super big nerds. On the Patreon, we started doing some of the Daniel Craig, James Bond movie reviews leading up to No Time to Die, which we thought was coming out before a pandemic. Didn't quite happen yet. So we're like, well, shit, what else is, what else can we, can we talk about that we, that we like to talk about? And we thought James Bond, huh? That's cool. There's a lot of James Bond movies out there. A lot of, a lot of them. There are a lot of James Bond films. (laughs) We'll get back to them. We are definitely going to finish the Daniel Craig series. Yeah. Um, But then I thought, what's, what's the, the, the North American version of James Bond? It's Batman. It is. And me and you are super big comic book nerdy kind of dudes. And we, we both love Batman. And we thought, why not make this the next kind of, uh, what is it? Universe that we jump into here. Yeah. And like, there's a lot of kind of bat news out there right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You've got, um, you've got uh, R. Bats. Robert um, Battenson. Robert Battenson uh, being filmed. We've got the Snyder Cut release exactly. coming out of Justice League. Yeah. Um, so by the end of this road, this journey through Arkham, we'll get there. And, we'll get to that movie. And we've got Batfleck and... Oh, God. And Michael Keaton. Yeah. Both as Bruce Wayne and Batman in The Flash. So there's oh, so yeah. much Batman news out there. So we thought this would be a good thing to start with. Yeah. And I've got to admit, I'm kind of more excited about this than uh, the Star Wars one. I love Star Wars. I think both of us got a bit burnt out towards the end yeah. of those reviews. But they're all very similar, right? I agree. Whereas... With Batman, um, similar to to James Bond, you've always got like a, you've got a new cast. Like you've got a different Batman, you've got a different Bruce, you've got different villains, um, different tones, like just different directorial approaches to the film. Completely different. That I think are going to keep them pretty fresh. I'm saying now, just having started this one, (laughs) but having (laughs) done the Adam West Batman already, watching this one today... Uh, I I rewatched Batman Begins and Dark Knight very recently. Completely different movies. Yes, it's crazy the different the span that this series has. Like this this character obviously is like super campy, is what I'd say. Considering Adam West is super camp, but then we watch this this one and it's all camp. The, all of them are pretty campy, considering it's a dude and dressed as a bat. Uh, so we starting now. We're going through all the Batmans, all the bats, all the Bruces. We are even going to come up with a, a rating system that you came up with that will, at, at the end of each movie, rate our Bruce, rate our Bat, rate our, rate our villain, rate our, our Alfred, rate our Batmobile, uh, and suit slash gadget. So yeah. at the end of every Batman review, we'll be doing that. This is, I mean, as you said, Batman is the North American James Bond. Yes. And this is something we did do for the James Bond film because there are always those tropes. You've always got the car. You've always got the girl. You've always got the... 
um, the song in James Bond. Sure. So we thought we'd do something similar to here. And then accumulatively over the course of these reviews, we'll find out what is the best Batman film. Yeah, pretty m- I mean, a lot of people are already uh, saying it's an Adam West one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, there's, it's definitely different. And you are in your right to say that. <laughs> if that's what you think. But yeah, we're going to go back crazy. Uh, I mean, we're in a pandemic as we're, while recording this. It all started from a bat. So why not just talk about bats and Batman? Uh, so join us on this, this journey um, that we're going to start today. You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. So we start today. With the the big Batman movie that I would say kind of started it all realistically. Like this one, this one definitely was a huge thing. I was not born yet. I was born in 1991 and this movie came out in 1989. And when I grew up and became a nerd and liked superheroes and stuff, my mom would always tell me like, oh, when Batman 1989 came out, the world went crazy for this. Mm. Like people were going absolutely crazy. You couldn't get tickets. People were getting bootlegs and all sorts of crazy things because – Everyone to get their hands on this bat. And you mentioned already Batfleck and Battenson. Think of all the people who are were super against those things. And you have someone in 1989, Michael Keaton, who is not known as this kind of actor. He's known as like all these He was known comedy. for a lot of comedy. Beetlejuice, yeah. right? So it's very interesting that like the world still does the same thing years later. Oh, Heath Ledger got, not, got picked to be the Joker in The Dark Knight. People went crazy. Why is the guy from... 10 Things I Hate About You, The Joker. It's just so interesting that even in 1989, people were... 50,000 people sent letters complaining about Michael Keaton. But, King. like, it's amazing, right? The, uh, this guy... These people's jobs are their actors. Their job is to be different people, to right. play different people. So just because you're known for one thing... <laughs> it's crazy. ...doesn't mean... Th- this is what they get paid for, <laughs> pretending. Like, I get paid to make drinks. Sure, I can pour a beer... <laughs> But I can also make you a martini, ah, you know, right. like this is their jobs. And I think I think now we're getting more used to um, more outside the box castings. And I'm always like, yeah, well, sink or swim. Uh, it excites me more than just um, they've kind of announced. It, it seems like Tom Hardy is going to be the next Bond. Yes. Yes. That, that's like the heavy rumor. Bean. And I am not particularly keen with that just because i think it's kind of an obvious choice okay. um and i would like to see something a bit more outside the box more I, interesting. I, just a bit more unknown like i can't mm. i don't know if i see daniel uh, sorry tom hardy committing to as many bond films as like uh daniel craig has done right um but again we'll we'll see i'm sure he'll be fantastic he's a great actor but... i love tom hardy but i just i watched venom for the first time mm. Didn't really like it. And then I, I, I tried watching Capone. Okay. And I fell asleep. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. Tom Hardy is Bond. I, I like the idea of it, but we'll have to see when we get there. But yeah. I'm interested in Battinson, to be honest. Because oh, that's too. in it. That's, a, that's exactly what you just said. That's something that's out of the box. And I think anyone who is kind of. I think there are a lot of people out there who still see him as Edward Cullen from Twilight, as um, Cedric Diggory in Harry Potter. And they're like. And they're still fixated on that. Something projects he did over a decade ago now. And it's like, no, this guy has put out some really interesting work and can act. Um, And just the trailer alone got me excited. I think that's the same thing going again. I wasn't around in 1989, but apparently people were pissed. Oh, yeah. Michael Keaton and the, the names that were 
thrown around for like Batman were crazy. I'm reading that there was supposed to be Mel Gibson, that it was supposed to be Charlie Sheen. You know, Adam West was pissed. They didn't ask him to try to do this. He was like, why? What do you mean? I'm not (laughs) Batman. They're like, dude, like years have passed. We're going in a different direction. He's like, no, 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 I got this. And they're like, no, I'm Batman. (laughs) Fucking don't. Uh, We talk about the Joker in this movie. Uh, Jack Nicholson was like, yeah, this sounds great. And then he was like, oh, I'm not sure. Look, it could be weird. I don't know. I don't want to fuck up my career. And they're like, well, uh, we're talking to Rob, Robin Williams. And he's like, wait, what? They're like, well, if you don't take it, he's going to take it. Okay, I want it. And Robin Williams was pissed. <laughs> yeah, I heard about this. So much so that he um, didn't work for Warner Brothers again. They asked him to be the Riddler later. And he's apologized. like, no. He's yeah, like, no, he's like, no, you, you guys fucking. Are you sure up. you want me or do you want Jim Carrey? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you true, imagine they did it twice? <laughs> I, I just want to see them both in a movie. But, I mean, I obviously, Robin yeah. Williams isn't uh, yeah, with yeah. us anymore. And he is someone that, like, I feel Robin Williams is the first like actor where I realized that it's an actor, you know, like at a young age, like you're just watching characters on screens and Robin Williams was the first one that I was like, Oh, I want to see the new Robin Williams movie. Cause I loved Jumanji, Mrs. Doubtfire flubber, like all of these films <laughs> and flubber, but it's always Robin Williams. And I was like, this guy's great. And I, I kind of credit him as like inspiring me to want to pursue acting okay and wow, play yeah. different characters and entertain people so like the idea of a the possibility of in an alternate universe there's yeah. a robin williams joker that sounds insane that sounds really cool look uh i grew up getting into to comic books and stuff simply because the joker i'm obsessed um, in my room i have a giant thing heath ledger the joker in my on my wall it's the size of my wall i'm obsessed the joker's been like my thing and then because of comic books i got into wrestling and i love bad guys and wrestling because i love the joker it always goes back to the joker for me but Growing up, I watched this movie, and I was probably way too young the first time I watched this movie, because you go, it's Batman, it's real life, I want to watch it, and then kids went to this theater and were scared shitless, because Jack Nicholson is fucking terrifying, watching this as a 29-year-old. You're like, whoa, dude, you're scary. So, it's it's pretty crazy. Well, I find it, I, I'm kind of the opposite there, because um, I remember this, and people were saying, oh, it's it's so dark, yeah. because obviously we we used to the Adam West one by this point in the yeah. TV show. It's not and that then, dark now. <laughs> no, compared to where like films have gone now, yeah. Um, this is, I mean, it, it's going to get campier, but it's still pretty campy. It's campy me. as fuck. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to note that Jack Nicholson is the top build on yes. this film. Yeah, it's Jack Nicholson. Then Michael Keaton. Yeah, which is nuts because the movie's called Batman. Yeah. But it's Jack Nicholson. It's Jack Nicholson, like, throwing his weight around. Um, it's also Jack Nicholson who said, "I pay me a percentage of the box office and then walked away with, what, 60 plus million? 60 million and, like, still Fuck. growing. That's like, fucked. T- when you consider it, when it's the crazy. new Batman film comes out next year, assuming, like, everything's, like, running relatively smoothly, yeah, there's going to be movie theaters playing this Batman again. Yes. They're going to be playing every Batman film leading up to it. Jack Nicholson is still going to be making money off of this. It's still today the highest um, build actor like for a single role ever. Crazy. Um, the money he made for this. Yeah, which is he, crazy. He also had in his contract, he's like, guys, I like to party. I like to go out dining in the evenings. I like going to uh, house parties and stuff like this. Um, I am not to come in before 10am. My call time is not before 10. And if you know anything about 
film, normally, like, you're kind of in your chair for makeup at, like, 6am. Right. So, Michael Keaton would say, like, he'd get there, have these super early starts, and then fucking Jack would walk in. in, like, sit down, take his sunglasses off, tilt his head back. And sleep fall asleep while he's getting makeup. doing his makeup. Like, oh, he's probably busy. The, the, the power this man has. The night before, he was probably watching, you know, WWF. What? <laughs> we always I, try to find wrestling relations well, to our movies. I was movies. just going to say, he wouldn't be in WWF. He'd be in WCW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be like, it'd be him and Hogan just trading the belt. <laughs> so apparently Jack Nicholson loves wrestling. Yeah. Uh, apparently this is a very well-known thing. Uh, again, I'm going to mention my mom loves Jack Nicholson. It's probably why she showed me this movie. She's like, ah, you'll probably like this movie. Cause she, there's so many Jack Nicholson movies that are pretty lit. Uh, Cuckoo's Nest, like the list goes on. I've grew up watching a lot of his movies and he always terrified me. And then I saw him as the Joker and I'm like, what? Like, this, he's so scared. Uh, I love it. But yeah. Did I ever tell you the story of when I met Jack Nicholson? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So you say he's a fan of uh, wrestling. He's yeah. a big fan of sports in general. He, Lakers. He's the Lakers. He's the Lakers guy. He loves tennis as okay. well. So he's regularly seen at Wimbledon. Uh, I went to Wimbledon. Um, I was like a teenager. Okay. Um, skipped school. Went to see the tennis. Yeah. Um, and we're walking around. First, we see Chantel from Big Brother. Okay. It was a uh, like addition of Celebrity Big Brother. And this girl wasn't a celebrity. Not that many of them are. Right. But that was the joke. So she went in as a normal person. And to stay in the house, the first game, like the house did, was they had to put themselves in order of most famous to least famous. And her mission was to be... Like, not at the bottom. As long as she wasn't billed at the bottom. Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, there were celebrities in the house that were, like, really bad. <laughs> <laughs> But she managed to stay. She ended up winning the thing, I believe. But we're, we're walking around Wimbledon. We see Chantel from Big Brother. So, we go up to her. And we're like, oh, Chantel, can we have a photo, please? She's like, yeah, sure. We give her our phone. And she takes a photo of me and my mate Ryan. Yeah. We're like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're walking around. And my mate Ryan goes... Shit, it's, it's, it's Jack Nicholson. It's Jack Nicholson. Oh my God. And I'm like, especially now, cause I, I worked in a bunch of theaters. I've met a load of people. I, I'm not really one to kind of harass anyone. Sure. Yeah. My friend, however, Hey, Jack, Jack, <laughs> Jack, like, following him. Jack, Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson. And then he turns around and he's like, Hey, if you Jack. hadn't fucking noticed, kid, I'm ignoring you. Oh. And, off. and then he's like, yeah, well, we just saw Chantel from Big Brother. <laughs> <laughs> and looking back, like at the time, I was like, yeah. that's that's a dick move. Yeah. Like, fuck you, Jack Nicholson. And then thinking about it now, it's like, you couldn't have a more Jack Nicholson-esque interaction than that. Well, tell me something. Was he wearing shades? Of course he was. <laughs> <laughs> well, something's got to give. <laughs> I love it. I I wish I'm. I, I wish I got to hang out with Jack Nicholson. That'd be a lot of fun. I'm just thinking of all these Jack Nicholson movies because uh, I mentioned Cougar's Nest, but like The Departed. Like, oh he's yeah, he's fucking epic in that movie. That's one of the best movies. The Shining, obviously. Yeah, fuck. Oh, what's um? He's killing it. Oh, I can't remember the title. Yeah, another really good film. <laughs> 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 well, welcome to our John. Oh, look, Michael Keaton's good too. I'm a big fan of Beetlejuice. Uh, I love I love Michael Keaton. Birdman in his latter career. 
You know, that's he's pretty good that's in that movie. Really I film. shouldn't like that movie. I really like that movie. About it's... Schmidt. That's the one I was thinking. Great oh, film. Oh, yeah. Weird one. Mm. That's a weird one. Wow. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you Can't Handle the Truth. What's that one? What's that movie? I, it's something. Good Man or something. He's done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start a Jack Nicholson podcast to go along with my Brendan Fraser slash Nicholas Cage slash Woody Harrelson podcast. Add Jack Nicholson to that list. It's all the same podcast or just separate? Separate ones. Separate podcasts. For, what would Jack's podcast, a Jack Nicholson podcast, something's got to give is the name yeah. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but alas, we will talk more about Jack Nicholson right now because let's talk about Tim Burton's Batman. And like briefly, Tim Burton was kind of a risky choice, I'd say, for considering he was still kind of up and coming. Um, I am a huge Tim Burton fan. I love most of his stuff that he's put out. Um this, I feel like, was the movie that kind of let him go do whatever he wants and be happy and successful. Which is funny because he didn't like the film. Yeah, he hates it. He found it really boring. <laughs> he sh- he um, shits on it a lot. And it's like, it was kind of a job. Like, oh, it's Batman, it's big studios. He's like, huh, like, all right. I'm going to go on, I'm going to go make uh, 10 million movies with Johnny Depp now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Tim Burton. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, epic. So, Tim Burton's Batman, 1989. We do see the camp right away because it's Gotham. It's like this neo noir. How do you just Describe Batman, really. It's like a yeah, it's, noir it's film. Yeah, it's definitely got that film noir yeah. vibe to it. Um, it's, yeah, 100%. Film noir, but mixed with kind of campy comic book. Yeah. This definitely has the same vibe as like a reading a comic, but kind of come to life. I'm yep. a big fan of the Batman animated series, and I felt like this kind of goes hand in hand with this, uh, which we'll talk about a little later on. But Gotham City, we see this family. They're they're coming out of a, a movie theater. You already understand what's happening. You're like, oh, wait a second. Is this, wait, is, could this be? They're trying to get a cab, a mom, a dad, a kid. They go into an alleyway. They get mugged. But then these criminals are just chilling up on a rooftop now with the money and we kind of see the shadow. So you realize it's not what you thought it was. It's a tease. You, yeah. You pretty much got teased that you're seeing the, the Waynes and the, you know, you know what we're talking about. So Batman now approaches these criminals on this rooftop, which by the way, I wish I could just rooftop all the time, but his, is that what these bad guys do? Just rooftop. I said, I put in my notes, Batman shows up fabulously. <laughs> it's so, like, this is like a RuPaul's Drag Race kind of entrance here. He's got his cloak up, he, like, just drops, drops down. down, and he's like, hi! <laughs> uh, so, they shoot him, but he gets back up, he beats the hell out of them, he goes, he ain't no bad, he's a man, but he beats the hell out of them. Uh, Batman is famous for not killing his victims mm. he is known for this in the comic books i'm not gonna kill you but i'm gonna leave you with eighty thousand dollars in hospital bills while breaking your fucking shins dropping you from <laughs> six flights uh he tells these villains you better tell your friends about me tell everyone you know i'm gonna let you live i'm gonna let you go but tell everyone what are you i'm batman and we hear it we already hear it right away and this was which i i can't believe they yeah. didn't script this. <laughs> the line was, I am the knight. Right. And he was like, I'm Batman. <laughs> and they're like, brilliant. That works. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we will see this for the rest of these movies, this yeah. trope of, I'm Batman. So he tells everyone, he's launched the streets to know. The streets are watching and Batman's on the radar. Harvey Dent. You recognize this guy? 
Yeah. It's Lando. It's Lando. Yeah. We thought we got away from Star Wars. <laughs> uh, I love this guy. Uh, was it B- Billy, Billy D-, D. Williams? Billy D. Williams. He's fantastic. He is Harvey Dent here. Uh, did sign on for a second movie, but got screwed, and then they paid him out so they could switch it to Tommy yeah. Lee Jones. So he is on TV, and we see Jack. Literally, that's the name of Jack Nicholson's character, Jack. Jack. Jack Napier. The Joker, Jack Napier, never had a name before this movie, but they created his, like, alter ego before he becomes the Joker, and they decide to just call him after the name of himself. So this is what, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> what should we name this guy? Well, his name's Jack Nicholson. All right, Jack. Um, but it's, it's interesting because we're so used to, nowadays, every, like, superhero film having the origin story of the hero. Right. Whereas we just start here with Batman already exists. We don't need to go through his origin. It, we learn True. little bits later, but it's it's not until Batman Begins where you really get that full origin story. Whereas Joker is a character that has never really had much of an origin story. He's just been known as the, the Joker. Joker. We don't know why he does things he does. It's fucked up. But here we are going to tell you Joker's story and how he becomes the Joker. So this guy, Jack Napier, he's hanging around with this this blonde friend of his who it kind of has revealed she's involved in some criminal activity with him and another guy. He's kind of sleeping around with her who's with someone else. There's some drama. We meet uh, some cops. Eckhart, who, again, if you know, like, the comics, he's always... He looks just like the comic in the animated. He's, like, this bigger dude, scary... Lo- he shouldn't be a cop, just looking at him. You're like, you're not a cop. You're a bad... You're a crooked cop. And we see Knox, this reporter, uh, who's trying to get all the things. He's heard the rumors of of the Bat, like, the, the Batman, and no one believes him. His whole, like, Gotham, what, the press, they're like, you're... You're, you're, you're full of shit. This Batman story is, is garbage. Your, your credibility is going down the drain. They say he can't be killed. They say he drinks blood. And they're like, it's a, is it a vampire? Like it's a bat, but it's a man. It's, you know, it's the eighties thing. People don't believe him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, we see Jack Napier who we realize he is like a higher up in some criminal activity and he's very corrupt and he's he's pretty much paying off that cop Eckhart. Yeah, he's part of the mob. Yeah, you know, Gotham mob. Uh, we see Knox, he's, like I said, he's getting bullied, but we meet Vicky Vale, a.k.a. Eminem's mom. <laughs> She's here, Kim Basinger. She says, I heard you, uh, I read some of your things, so I moved down here to, I'm a photographer, I photograph, like, took photos all over the, the world but I want to hear, I, I'm interested in this Batman story you've got. And he's like, no one in the world wants to believe me except you. And he's like kind of interested. She's a beautiful photographer here. And he's like, hey, you know, let's, let's go out for dinner. And she's like, mm, I just want to, I just want to hang out with a bat. So they make a deal to work on the story together. I'll take the photos. You do the writing. We'll win a Pulitzer award. Sounds pretty good. Uh, Jack's boss realizes that Jack is sleeping with his girl. So he's like, hey, I need you to personally do a job for me down at the plant. But he's snaking him out. He's he's ratting him out, calling the cops already, like, ahead of time, basically saying, I I'm, I know what you're up to, and I'm going to frame you for, I don't know, doing mob shit. <laughs> we go to Bruce Wayne's manor. I guess Wayne Manor, essentially. Bruce Wayne, he's throwing a party. And there's tons of rich people, tuxedos, suits, fancy dresses. And Alfred. We meet Alfred. Oh, don't you just love Alfred? I 
love this, Alfred. This is this is exactly how I imagine Alfred to be. Yes. Just your posh English butler. Um, yes, lovable. Uh, Michael is- Go. Michael Go, English to- Tony Award winning actor. Uh, yeah, Alfred Pennyworth. This is the guy who will go on to play Alfred for the next few movies. Mm. And then uh, all I can remember this guy was in all the commercials for what, like Pepsi or he was anything Batman commercials on TV. This guy was in. So this guy got his got his money. This Alfred Penny, he got his penny. Absolutely. Worth. <laughs> this, yeah, this is exactly how I imagine Alfred to be. And I think he's I think he's brilliant. Yeah, I think I think uh, Alfred is fantastic in in this movie. And Bruce is walking around the party and just like putting drinks down anywhere and Alfred just cleaning up his mess, which is a symbol to to Batman. Alfred's always just like there for him. Now, on this podcast, you have in the past criticized actors such as Freddie Prince Jr. on his die job. Right. What do you make of Michael Keaton's die job here? Ah, uh, I don't know because I've seen him in a lot of other movies in the mm. 80s before this movie. He's always had dark hair. So you could just maybe that's what he does. But yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, let's it's not. It's really dark. Well, I, look, I don't. Yeah. Well, let's not talk about Bruce Wayne's hair. Let's talk about how tall Bruce Wayne is. Because <laughs> Michael Keaton's not very tall. So they, I'm pretty sure they kind of ma- tried to make him little, look a little bit bigger. But what, what what's your take on on Bruce Wayne as Michael Keaton here? Because so there's a party. Michael Keaton is Bruce. Wayne. Sorry, Michael Keaton is Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Vicky Vale's entered the party somehow, and she's trying to meet Bruce Wayne, and she kind of interacts with Bruce, but then he throws her off. I think he's got um, he's got charm. He's, he's got, got charm. charm. I think that's the right word. And I think of a lot of the other compared to a lot of the other versions of Bruce Wayne we're going to see down the line. Uh, he's one of the more charming ones. But I don't so much get that he's much of a playboy. Mm. Um, I don't even like the the whole wealth thing. Like, sure, he's in this big fancy house and likes nice suits. But I think they could could have pushed all of that further. Yeah. Because I think the whole point of Batman is he's kind of hiding in plain sight the whole time. He's this guy who's so famous, so rich. Everyone knows who Bruce Wayne is. And yet, no one knows he's the bat. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I, I, so I would say, kind of the charm and the humor of this character makes Bruce very likable in these films. But I don't think he completely nails the character of Bruce. It's not, it's not one hundred percent. Like, it's definitely he's he's good. He's not bad. He's definitely I like him as a better Bruce than some of the other Batman's mm-hmm. we eventually have. But so Noxon and Vicky Vale go into like this this armor room of all these famous like armor stuff of like swords and epic because he's rich he has all this expensive shit and he kind of follows them in and then makes conversation with them introduces himself and they're both like oh shit it's bruce wayne knocks right away goes hey can i have a grant which he eventually i think gets one (laughs) just funny uh but clearly bruce has his eye on vicky vale he's like huh you seem interesting (laughs) maybe you can take my picture so Alfred interrupts now and says, uh, Bruce, uh, you might need to uh, come this way. So he's like, ah, yes, Alfred, because he's tipped off, as are the cops, of this job that's going down at this this chemical plant downtown somewhere. And it's Jack and his boys. They enter this chemical – what is it? Axis chemical plant. Yeah. And they go into a safe and it's empty. And Jack goes – Boys, we've been ratted out. Let's get out of here. But the cops show up. The bad guys and the cops, they have a shootout. 
I don't necessarily think having a shootout in a chemical plant is a good idea, considering there's just big vats and tanks of stuff that looks green and... I don't know. Not great idea, cops. <laughs> Let's I mean, shoot at these guys. <laughs> yeah, I mean... There's a tendency of <laughs> cops shooting first and thinking later. Yeah, there? yeah. So, Even in 1989, yeah. they were doing that. So there's green gas chemicals and stuff. We see Commissioner Gordon, who's here. He's trying to stop this guy, Jack. But it's the bat, man. He shows up. He's He's got a grapple gun. He's beating up these bad guys. Oh, Batman loves a grapple hook, doesn't he? For no apparent you, reason. You don't need anything else apart you know, from a grapple hook. In in wrestling, sometimes a lot of people criticize, like, why do they have to do flips and stuff before... Why does Batman need to grapple hook everything <laughs> before beating him up? I also love the classic... This is, he's beating them up. He's doing Batman moves. And he does the classic... Where you like you lift up your hand behind you, yeah, oh, beat yeah. the guy in the face, and Michael Keaton's face is like eh. <laughs> <laughs> so campy. But back in 1989, you're like fuck yeah. So yeah, Michael Keaton's just hauling ass here. He's beating them all up. Uh, the cops, they're here. They're like, okay, well, wait a second. There's there's a guy dressed as a fucking bat. This is real. Like the Batman's real. Um, he get Batman gets a hold of Jack, and he's gotten got him here. But then. His boy, Bob, threatens to shoot Commissioner Gordon, so he lets Jack go. Jack says, nice outfit. Turns around to, like, shoot Batman, but he dodges this. Somehow Jack slips. He's hanging above this this vat of green goop that's chemicals, but somehow Batman tries to save him, but Jack slips and falls into the green goop and it bubbles slow motion ah! like arms and legs flailing it's like hand a golem going into mount doom it's hans falling from yeah. the nakatomi tower and he falls into the the goop and it's acid and oh it's crazy so the cops are like well you fucking dropped our criminal into the acid you idiot shoot the batman and then he, he disappears he flies away so Everyone now knows that this Batman is real. So we kind of see the beginning of the start of the Joker because he falls into a vat of green shit. And we all know that's how he becomes a Joker, right? I well, guess. Ha- have you never fallen into green acid and then just decided after that, huh, I'm going to dress as a clown now? <laughs> I'm, more of us should. Yeah. <laughs> so Bruce now is on his date with Vicky. He doesn't care that he just killed a guy by accident. He's on a date with Vicky in his house with the long ass table. This scene's funny. Yeah. I Past the salt. What? Past the salt. This table is so long and there's just the two of them. I always, this, this is pretty funny, but man, rich people. Like, why do you have this table? <laughs> like, Bruce, what are you doing? I love the line here. So <laughs> she's clearly like n- not impressed. Like it's fancy, but yeah. just, she's like, Hey, do you, enjoy eating in here and he's like yeah sure uh well i actually don't think i've ever been in this room before (laughs) which shows you obviously how big his mansion is um and then they decide to hey let's let's get out of here let's go somewhere a bit cozier let's go get a burger yeah but no quite this is one of those scenes again where you see the the charm and the humor of Bruce Wayne. So he's trying to be cool. He's trying to be suave. He, and he, you know, he is. He looks good in a suit too, Michael Keaton. He's tr- he's macking on Vicky Vale here. Uh, it cuts to what we see some guy in in some like sketchy looking building with sketchy looking doctor who's trying to like fix his face. And it's Jack. He survived. 
and he's got some sketchy doctor fixing his face. This scene scared the shit out of me as a kid. He grabs the mirror, mirror, looks into it, and he just, you know, starts to laugh. And he's like, the doctor warns him as he unwraps his face, you know, hey, uh, I tried my best. Uh, the, whatever burned your face, it's like is every single nerve ending in is your severed. face. Yeah, like your nerves in your face were fucked. So I tried to fix things. And he's like, and I've only got these tools. And you look, and it's all these like rusty, gross. like spiky, it's so gross. Tools, it's sketchy, scary, and sketchy as fuck. It's like these these are the type of people that steal your livers and shit. <laughs> you, you see your stories oh, about yeah. that. This is the oh, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he unravel unravels himself. You don't quite see the reveal yet, but he's just laughing maniacally and walks out of this doctor's office. Scary, sketchy. This is scary. And this is yeah. Th this is great, but it, it's also a kind of trope we'll see quite a lot in the batman films yeah like you'll have it with um two-face both with uh tommy lee yeah and um and Aaron Eckhart down the line it's the it's the like waiting you want to see and they're it's shot from behind or i think with Aaron Eckhart's two-face he's like lying to the other side of the bed so you only see half yeah. his face uh, always works, so always gets a good reaction and builds up suspense before you see his face. So we see Grism, who is like the, the guy that turned on Jack, who knew he was sleeping with his girl. But Jack shows up, and this guy is terrified. And he's like, uh, Jack? You can't, you can't be Jack. Jack, oh, you're alive. Uh, I'm so happy to see you. No, no, no. Jack is dead. You can call me Joker. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. And then he just shoots up this guy. Uh, and it's like happy clown music. We see the reveal of his face and his smile. And he's, he's evil. He shot the fuck. He shoots him up. His face is way scarier without the makeup as well. When he, no. So this is like weird. So his face is supposed to be white, but he adds like skin colored makeup on top or something. Right. right. Isn't that what? Oh, right. Really? It's that way around? I think so. Cause, cause late, I think he doubles up on his makeup. So he has the okay. white is his actual face, but then he puts the, the skin tone over to hide, to hide it. Oh, weird. I thought it was the other way around. It's weird. But Cause I was like, why do you suddenly just want to paint your face white? I, it, I don't know. Yeah. It makes more sense for just a guy to put white to hide the face, hide the scars, which mm. is what they do later in the other movie. In this one, it's the opposite. His face is white because he's burned. Okay, that no, that makes sense. Because later he gets water thrown and it washes away the makeup. Right. Yes. So okay. you're like, oh, that's what your face looks like. Unfortunate for you. So yeah, so the Joker is made and he wants a piece of the Batman. The Batman turned him into this monster, so now he's gonna do whatever he can do to. To get this guy. Um, we see Bruce Wayne. He's smashy, smashing Vicky Vale. Bruce, that Bruce. He's so cheeky, that Bruce. I gotta say, when it comes to, uh, like, all the Batman films, I always find the, the like, love interest very forgettable. Well, yeah. Like, when, when you think, you say Spider-Man, I think... Gwen Stacy, I think Mary Jane. You say Superman, I think Lois Lane. When you say Batman, I'm always like... Catwoman. That's what I think. Yeah, but there's never really that... He's never had a strong love interest, I don't think. And Vicky Vale here doesn't really play much more than just a damsel in distress I, for me. I think so. And we kind of see that later on in all the other movies with different characters yeah. and he and it's always like, oh, I, I had a girlfriend once, didn't work out. And it's always like that. But it, It's a lot more... 
again, Bond-esque. I guess. Just rotating women. You know, kind I, of. I, I, I'd say Catwoman is his main thing. Eventually they have a kid together in, you know, storylines, comic books, I think, essentially, isn't it? They have Cat, well, I mean, the, the relationship with Catwoman is a lot more interesting, but yeah. that's because of who she is as well. Right. Um, but yeah, she he's never really had that kind of interesting damsel in distress character. Nicole Kidman. Just the same character. Same character. It's <laughs> yeah. just it's just a body, right? It's just someone there that he's gotta save. Yeah. That he's it's his interest. So uh and wait for the record, we're not doing Halle Berry Catwoman. Not a chance. Oh well, now you say it. No, not a chance. No. Patreon world champion. Is Batman exclusive. in it at all? No. Then that's okay. okay. We don't have to do it. Okay, true. Yeah, he's not in it. So therefore It's not a Batman. Yeah, film. it's not it's not in the what is it, the timeline? Yeah. Yeah. The Joker, he's got a purple suit, he's looking mad fresh. And him and his his crew go into the the mob people, pretty much the whole Gotham mob. And he's he says he wants a truce. He goes to handshake someone. You ever you ever get one of these as a kid? The hand buzzer the buzzers. Thing? Yeah, I, my, you, the ones you got as a kid were not as bad as this. Well, one. this guy's giving him a bit of shit as well. Yeah, because he's like you're dressed as a clown. Why you know why should we be listening to you? So he kills him, and he kills a guy, and he goes, "Ooh, we got a live one here." And then you've got the like. Just burnt body, sort of still sat there in it. In the like, the clothes aren't burnt, but yeah. his whole skin is burnt to ash. Um, funny visual, but quite dated. So his boys show up, and they've already he's already got his crew, like who is who were his criminals before he was the Joker. But now, just in a span of I don't know a week, his boys have. All matching Joker gear. Yes, Scrunk sorted them out. PWT yeah, sorted PWT, them out. Yeah, PWT, like, just... Like, the logo with the Joker's face on it. It's lit. That, I mean, you've seen how quick AEW are with getting Flipping a t-shirt out there. And, uh, yeah, that's exactly... He's got merch. It's like varsity jackets. But with his face with on With the it. Joker on. But it's it's more the, like, animated yeah. Joker. Um, I mean... I want to see if these jackets exist. Looks fresh. I want um, one. Because it's, yeah, those like real nice like leather varsity jackets. It's really cool. Uh, Joker kills a guy and he says uh, Antoine got a little hot under the collar. Uh, and then he tells his boy Bob, who's his friend. And apparently Jack Nicholson just had this 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 guy who plays Bob, his, his like henchman dude. Apparently this is just Jack Nicholson's buddy. And he's like, yeah, I want my friend in this movie. So that's why he's in this movie, Bob. He tells Bob to... Keep an eye on that Knox reporter to see what he knows about the Batman. We see Vicky Vale. She gets blown off by Bruce. He's like, yeah, I'm busy. I can't hang out with you after he uh, he wakes up one morning, leaves the house, tells her to get lost. He's classic Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So she follows him. She's, uh, she's you know, <laughs> she can't. She slept with him one night and she's like. He's, he's denying me. I got to follow okay. him the next day. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to defend her here. This is a time where there's no Instagram, no Snapchat, no oh, Facebook. True. None of that. There's no being left on red on WhatsApp. You've got, you call someone by calling their house phone. Right. And that's the only way you can. Or the bat phone. Be in contact. There's no like, oh, I thought they said. They were ill, but then why are they tagged at this place with so-and-so? And then looking on Snapchat and being like, oh, well, it seems like they're actually in this place or whatever. Right. And Ooh, true. Yeah. Pe- don't, don't tell me people don't stalk after a one-night stand today, because they That's definitely terrible. do. That's terrible. Um, but 
like in this case, in 1989, you've got to do it more in the literal sense of the word and just stalk them. What is what is it in Wedding Crashers when they when they call her a stalker? Like we got a stage five clinger. That's right. Vicky Vale. <laughs> Vicky Vale is a stage five clinger. She, he gives her the bat one night, and she's like, "I can't. I gotta follow this. I gotta see what he's doing today. I gotta see." <laughs> Well, you know what he's doing? Oh, you saw how much money he has as well. Like, <laughs> I think a lot on, of people... Come on, I, I ain't saying she's a gold digger, but... <laughs> <laughs> she's just like, yo, this guy's got money. He's He's got money. He's yeah. <laughs> not that tall, but he's got money. Uh, she follows him, Vicky Vale, with her camera. Not even just follows him, but with her camera. And she sees... He, Bruce goes to this like abandoned... Like theater, cinema, and he puts down roses, and she's like, "Huh? What's, what's? But it's where his parents were killed." Vicky, can't you understand? He's grieving. Jeez. There's a press conference, a press conference in Gotham, and there's like these. Crim- it's basically the mob is the one mob guy that the Joker was like fucking around with, who's try- kind of against the Joker. He's doing a show. All these kind of reporters and people show up, including Bruce, who's just w- walking nearby. And we see, while this is happening, a mime is nearby. And then another mime. And then another mime. And it real- you kind of realize all these mimes are kind of slowly walking closer and closer towards this press conference. And they all start dancing and it's an elaborate flash mob proposal, right? Oh, <laughs> gender reveal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's not. And one of the mimes who's looking mad fancy with a feathered hat is the Joker. And he kind of interrupts. This This is low-key creepy, too. Classic Tim Burton here. You already have, like, this... Gotham already looks always gray scale, almost dark and dingy. Kind of like how we look right now yeah, on like our YouTube, YouTube filter. Yeah. Right now. Uh, and then you have these, these, these mimes that are, like, all in super white and black and a little bit of red there. It's a fantastic visual watching mm. watch i will say this whole movie it's tim burton is good at your visuals you won't be disappointed watching one of his movies it's a I lot of say fun one of the things i like about it and i think maybe maybe it's just because it's aged but i like that i like that it looks like sets do you yes. know what i mean yeah, it, yeah. it feels kind of otherworldly um which makes it gives it this kind of comic book definitely thing cuz you read a comic book and you 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 see the pictures and you see that it's it's set in our world but it's just slightly different and i think that's what i like here everything kind of looks sort of fake but not because it's just a shitty studio i it's weird it's, it's hard to explain yeah it's supposed to be this batman like comic booky weird thing it's it's hard to explain but it's something and it just the visual is great and the visual of these mimes always kind of freaks me out it's like well why are all these i think i'm scared of mimes maybe but i think a lot of people (laughs) yeah okay great because a lot of people in this scene are scared when the joker steps up and he calls out this one mob boss and he tells him it's time to pay the check and he throws this feathered pen into the dude's neck killing him and then like some of the villains shoot off and bruce is just watching this and kind of comes face-to-face with Jack as he drives off. And he's like, huh, Jack is alive. And Jack is this weird Joker dude. So now Batman is, like, convinced that Jack is the Joker. I mean, he's right. But the Joker, back in his, like, lair lab thing, says, tell me, can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in where a man dresses up as a bat? 
This town needs an enema. <laughs> Jack, Nicholson, Jack Nicholson has the best lines in this movie. So many of them are memorable. That is definitely one of them. Um, this ta- this world needs an enema, really. Um, <laughs> so Joker wants to get the bat. The bat wants to get the Joker. Bruce and Alfred are kind of – Bruce is just trying to do like detective work. And Alfred's like, hey – uh, are you and Vicky Vale going to settle down? Because I'm kind of tired of your shit. <laughs> First movie <laughs> out. <laughs> First movie out and Alfred's already sick of his shit. But it must it must show, like, she left an impression on... Alfred. Alfred, because it was, as we said, it was only a one-night thing. And he's like, hey, Bruce, all the other chicks you bring back here suck. <laughs> this girl's nice. Settle down. She's nice. She's, maybe you'll have a kid who's Eminem. <laughs> We see the Joker in his lair, and he's kind of like, "Hey, who, you, you got the, the the info on on Knox?" And Bob says, "Yeah." And he goes, "Wait, wait, who's this? This photographer, Vicky Vale? Oh, Vicky Vale." And Bob says, "Yeah, she's been hanging around that Bruce Wayne. Well, she's about to trade up." And he kind of does this like dancing scene. It's kind of he's kind of coming off as insane here because yeah. he's like dancing. He just likes art and scary shit. I gotta say, I don't kind of, and I think it's in with hindsight and seeing so many other iterations of this character. He's a regular mobster, falls in the acid, and now he just likes clown tricks and dancing uh, around. No, no, no. It had little things earlier that like show he play, he has the cards earlier. He he's got the flashy outfits already as a mob boss, mob dude. You're like, out of all the mob dudes, you look the best. You look the flyest. He's definitely. I just find it, I find it a bit extreme, and I think sure. it's it's explained better in future films. But it's I think better for, in the comics, I think. But. but I think for this time and where kind of like comic book films were here, it's it's great. It's perfectly passable. But I do just, I think when you see how deep some other actors take this character yeah. moving forwards. It's just a bit like, ah, oh, now I'm crazy. <laughs> now I'm crazy and I'm going to dance. Because he definitely, he definitely mentions that he's like very smart and intelligent and, and into art and things. But then like, yeah, it's, that's just briefly. Mm. But we, we more see him as this character. But he's like dancing around. He loves Vicky Vale now. He gets chemicals with his boys at the chemical plant because he realizes it can fuck people up. And he, he basically like kills people with, chemicals now he somehow puts chemicals into makeup and stuff therefore killing models and giving them allergic reactions and people are on air dying and laughing on the news and he takes over the airwaves at one point and says the new and improved joker products called smiley and it's like this creepy commercial and he says put a smile on that face so he's taken over gotham by the makeup therefore no one can use makeup in Gotham City, including the news people who now like are just looking rough because they're on TV without makeup and who clearly have added makeup to make them look this way. Yeah. Um, and it's Gotham's shopping nightmare. What do you think of the Joker's epic plan to get into makeup? <laughs> Sephora, it's, it's killing not, you. It's not a bad idea, to be honest. Um, it, you often see people go like, oh, I'm going to attack the like the water because okay. it's easy. Yeah, it gets yeah. everywhere. It's water. Um, makeup, I think you're, you're gonna just, I mean, you're targeting mainly women. I'm not, I mean, men men, too, men but, wear makeup too, and that's cool, but, but mostly, predominantly women. Yeah. So are you just slowly gonna 
She's gonna kill. He's he's he hates women. Is the that, Joker is that hates it? women. Like, do you just not want people to reproduce and just want wow. it to be an even more patriarchal society than it already is, Jack? Jeez. Damn, you're going deep into this. Maybe Joker. Maybe this Joker is deeper than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> he hates women and he wants a, a world with just men. But I guess I mean the other That's thing you scary. could do just do like Axe body spray as well, and then then you you. You kill everyone. Teenage right? boys are all dying. <laughs> Teenage boys are all dying. <laughs> With your, what do you call it in the UK? Links. Links. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I, I will still buy Links Africa. I don't. I don't Africa. care. It's it's such a nice smell. I like the, uh, the Old Spice, like Fiji or something. Oh, I'm I'm a bit more Old Spice now. Yeah, yeah. So, Vicky Vale gets a call. She's got a date with Bruce Wayne. She calls uh, Alfred. Almost called him Arthur. She calls Alfred. Hey, tell Bruce I'm going to be a little late to the museum date today. And he goes, uh, Master Bruce, Vicky says she's going to be a little late to, for your date today. And he goes, oh, okay, cool. Wait a second. I don't have a date with her. The, the red flags go off. She's been set up. The Joker tricked her. She shows up to the Gotham Museum, the art museum. She has a table waiting. She gets there. There's a box that says, open me, urgent. Opens it says put me on and it's the mask so she wears a mask just like in 2020 she puts on her mask wear your fucking mask the gas in the gas ventilation here is not good for 2020 standards <laughs> and there's like green smoke and all the people in the art museum faint and go to sleep the the gas disappears she can she's holding the mask and we see the doors bust open and it's Jack, the Joker, with his crew. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. And we hear Prince. Party man. Party man. Which apparently was another thing that Tim Burton was not a fan of. <coughs> Look, I'll tell you right now, off the bat, this is what you wanted when you came to this podcast for Batman 1989. I love Batman. I love Tim Burton. I love Prince. All together... What the fuck and why? <laughs> it feels very shoehorned in. Yeah, like I is. like I like Prince as well, yeah. but it just feels it's hey, weird. let's get that soundtrack music going. It's so weird. Ah, um, uh, yeah. So this is the track Party Man, which is this is my favorite song from this album, the right. soundtrack. Uh cuz it's basically about the Joker. It's Party Man. So I love this as a kid because I'm like, I'm the party man. I'm the party man. So the Joker and his crew, they come into this art museum while this song is blazing in this epic scene. And they're fucking up classical art pieces. They're painting over things. They're slapping things. It's it's fantastic. retribution. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one of my favorite scenes in this movie. Uh, I love this scene. Apparently, out of all the things, this one made him unsettled. Out of all the things he did in this movie, he's like, I don't want to ruin other art. They're like, dude, we got it for – it's set. Just fucking – paint it really like, all right all right cool so he'd paint over jack nicholson is an artistic man oh no i i, I totally get that this guy has some fancy painting <laughs> oh yeah like I, yeah yeah i can i believe that story uh so he he does his crew paints all over stuff and it's great but then as they they're, they're slowly moving through the art museum up the steps to get to vicky where she's like kind of watching this in, in horror there's a painting that's like kind of scary and graphic and mm. vulgar of like blood or something. And the Joker stops the guy from painting over. He says, no, 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 no. I kind of like this one. <laughs> uh, so he talks to Vicky Vale. He says, you can take off your mask. You don't need it now. She says, what do you want? And he goes, uh, my face on the $1 bill. 
do I look like I'm joking? And she goes, eh, well. So he brings in his, his lady friend who now has a fa- fucked up face too because he threw acid on her face. He's just really, really mean. Um, Vicky then throws water on the Joker's face, thus revealing like his face. He pretends his face is melting, but then he goes, Boom. Yeah, he goes into ah, like, the Wicked Witch of the West. Like, I'm melting, melting, I'm melting. But then scares her and goes, Boo. There is a great line just before this as well where she goes, You're insane. He goes, Oh, I thought I was a Pisces. Ah. Uh. Just another great one liner. <laughs> so as uh, he does this, the Batman breaks through the glass ceiling of this museum, flying through. Again, fabulous. <laughs> it's an epic one. <laughs> now, I, uh, I, Blu ray, you can see a lot of things you don't. Maybe didn't see. Like strings? Lots of them. Okay. <laughs> but it's Batman, so you could argue, yeah, it's just his grappling things. It's part of his grapple. That's how he got there. Yeah. That's how I'm seeing it, and that's how I'm saying it throughout sure, this movie. Sure, yeah. Why, I mean, they don't... In the Nolan ones, they explain how the cape works and yeah. how it lets him glide and this stuff. This one, just the cape kind of changes in different shots. Yeah. <laughs> Again, watching an 89 movie in Blu-ray... Is a lot different. Oh yeah. yeah. Same with a lot of the makeup. You can see mm. we just did a Back to the Future review on our Patreon, and it's like Back to the Future in Blu-ray. You can see where they added makeup to make people look older, and it's very more yeah. visible. Same with this movie with Jack's makeup. But Batman shows up to the art museum. He breaks through the glass. What an entrance! Uh, and then he grabs Vicky, grapple hooks something else to fly out of the museum, and he, Joker's just kind of like, "What the fuck?" He just. This guy just flew in here. He's just in shock. Batman tells Vicky, get in the car. She says, which one? Out of all the cars, Vicky, you think you'd figure out which car he's talking about. And we meet the Batmobile. Yeah. The Tim Burton OG Batmobile. This hasn't aged at all. This still looks so cool. Um, so Bat-esque. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I don't think there's a Batmobile I haven't liked. They always look great. Yeah, look, this Batmobile is is epic. Batman, we mentioned some of the things we're going to rate at the end of this, is is the the Batmobile, and it's fucking epic. I had this Hot Wheels car. I had this. I'm pretty sure I had the toy set eventually. I feel either I had this or my friend had it, and therefore yeah. I had it. Cause I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, know, yeah. Like... yeah. I always, I, I had a lot of Batman. I had a lot of Ninja Turtles and a lot of Batman yeah, toys. It's such a cool car. Yeah, so the, the Batmobile from 1989. Oh, I just found the, there's a Lego? the Lego What? One. Oh my god, yeah. That look, looks great. Oh, this is... I wonder how much that's worth. <laughs> this movie's from 1989, and this, bat, this car still looks cool. Mm. Um, I've been to a, a convention where they had like a replica of it at this thing and it just looks cool it's got like the the thing in the back to shoot out the fire it's got the thing in the front that looks like a turbine or something i don't know what this car is i'm not a car guy but i'll tell you that the batmobile cars yeah, are always it looks cool. like the like the kind of booster jet thing is on the wrong side it <laughs> does it's kind of at the front i guess that's a machine gun yeah. No, it's it's pretty epic. And like I know there's someone out there who's like, Yeah, the Batmobile is this and, and that and I'm like, Yeah, I, I think this Batman mobile this Batman this Batmobile is in the next movie as well. So both Tim Burton Batman movies use this. But uh I'm I'm looking I, I Googled Batmobile nineteen eighty nine movie and I there's like someone who's written like the the dimensions and technical specifications of this car and like what I Obviously, it was this wasn't an actual. I don't know how they made an actual car into this. This is built for this movie. Like it has to be. I just saw um, 
if you want like a kind of replica, it's at least five hundred thousand dollars. Like to actually yeah. drive this thing to get one. To get one. That seems a good deal to me. Like, not that I've got, like, I can't buy, like, a $1,000 car right now, but, like, I don't know. It seems cheaper. I bet, like, I'm pretty sure some of the Bond cars are worth more than that. Well, yeah, Aston Martins. Yeah. That thing just looks like a big black bat. I don't know. I I love this car. I love this car. But is it the best Batmobile? It's a tough one. This could, it's up there. I, I think all of them are really super cool. Uh, I definitely love this one. We'll definitely be talking about different Batmobiles, but this one is is pretty epic. The way it looks is scary. Think about the 1960s Batman. He's just in a cool car with some bat wings attached to it. Yeah. Like, essentially. Oh, yeah. This is... Yeah. yeah I'm, this car's fantastic. We see an epic chase scene in the Batmobile, and they're driving around the city. Of course, the Batmobile's got, like, toys and weapons and stuff attached to it, but they get blocked by traffic. That's the one thing this car... Is a negative. It's too big and bulky. He can't get around in these city streets. You think driving your van around, you know, downtown somewhere is hard? Try driving a Batmobile somewhere. So they get on foot and they run into an alleyway. Batman asks Vicky Vale how much she weighs. She says about a like what one oh one hundred eight. So he grapple hooks them both to fly up. Um, basically says hold on and lets her go and then falls down as the criminals find them. He's just laying there. They go to take off his mask. She takes photos. The flash goes off. He gets up and he starts fucking up the baddies again. But then this this villain, one of the henchmen, is a karate expert. And he starts to just go after Batman with, is it with these swords? Just randomly, this guy's got these giant, like, yeah, swords. Swinging them around. And he's swinging both of them around, flailing them around. And it's classic, like, Indiana Jones here, where in, in Indiana Jones, the guy does all these sword tricks and Indy just takes out a gun and shoots yeah. him. Well, here, Batman just fucking big boots him right in the face. Big boot to the face. The guy does a f- complete rotation in midair. Looks awesome. You're not, you're, you're kind of like, wait, why does the Joker have a guy who does this? Okay, I don't see the correlation. I don't see the... The way that ties in. But why just- is this joke gonna look? Why is he dancing to Prince? Why is he got a flower that squirts water just acid like, like I, none of it makes sense, <laughs> but I'm alright with it. I'm allowing it. Uh he kills these guys. He finds Vicky Vale, he saves her, but she has these photos that she kinda hid in her, her bra. And he grabs her. They're running back to his his Batmobile, and it's driving like by itself. And then he uses Siri, and he's like, "Hey Siri, stop!" And then the car like stops. And then it, the the shields come down. And he gets in the car, and he goes, "You weigh more than 108." <laughs> what a dick! <laughs> he's such an asshole. He's, yeah, it's just like I'm. She doesn't know I, I'm Bruce. I'm just gonna say things I've always thought. <laughs> she goes, "I'm 108." He's like, yeah, okay, love, 108. Jeez. Um, wow. Yeah, so rude. Well, Funny. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's Princess Diana married to? Uh, Prince Charles. Yeah, he sounds a lot like Prince Charles here. Hey, love, you know, you're looking a little... Uh, what? <laughs> Batman, you're the... She did lie to him, though. Because, like, it, it could have been a life or death situation. He yeah, been th- like, this isn't the time to be lying about your wife. She's like, oh, I'm actually, what, like, 120. What was the other plan? Like, if she goes, oh, I'm... 130 he'll be like ah oh, well my plan's not gonna work fuck we're dead and like because he's doing it to test the like he knows how much the grapple hook yeah costs, so right? what, what happens if he's trying to save a guy yeah right sorry mate yeah if he was trying to save me who's i'm that, dead who's that big cop <laughs> try to say yeah i've got this nifty grapple hook but if batman's ever trying to save too me much donuts like, i'm screwed <laughs> definitely 
Uh, so they drive in the Batmobile. He saves Vicky Vale. They escape in the Batmobile. We see the epic shot of the Batmobile going through the woods, through like a, a waterfall or something that's imaginary almost. And we see the Batcave. Batmobile through the Batcave. We see the Bat computers. It's the late 80s here. His his system, his gear is top notch. Yep. Looks great. Just all that coding. Uh, he's also got Bat mouthwash and a Bat toothbrush just sitting there. Do you not? No, but like <laughs> just at his at, – because he's he's been doing so much research that he's just got to have it right there to do it. I just noticed of all the things he's got there, he's just got a bottle of mouthwash and a toothbrush. I'm like, he's just been hanging out in the Batcave. Hey, you're in that leather? Like, hey, we've been wearing masks <laughs> – a lot in the last I year. I mean, his mouth isn't covered. True. True. But he's Bruce Wayne. He's got to always have... Good yeah, you've got to be fresh. Bruce Wayne would be the guy to walk around with those mouth sprays. Mm. Always making sure he's got that bat breath. So... I wouldn't recommend that in Gotham right now, though, because Joker's tinkering with all these kinds of... True. Yeah, you shouldn't stuff. be using this uh, yeah. thing. Uh, well, Batman then reveals to Vicky that he's cracked the Joker's code of all this stuff. It's not the makeup on its own. It's if you use the hairspray and the lipstick combined in the same area, it'll cause these things. So he gives her all this information and says, take it to the press. And that's what she does. And the press goes wild and they, they, they foil the Joker's plan and the Joker's pissed. Bruce, the next day, he's, he's kind of, he, he's kind of feeling bad about Vicky. He goes to Vicky's apartment and he's, Nervous because he wants to kind of tell her what happened because he wants to tell her that he's Batman. He's like, hey, I kind of like you and I want to tell you that I'm Batman, but he's nervous. He's shook. She's like, you blew me off. You ignored me. Like, what the fuck? So he's trying to tell her. He's trying to tell her. If you had a near-death experience, wouldn't you just let it slide? Like what? Like, I probably wouldn't remember I've been stood up if I had all this shit yes, happen to exactly, me. Exactly, yeah. She'd be like, oh my god, Bruce, you won't believe the shit I just went through the other day. He'd be like, so it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, I almost died, it's fine, whatever. Yeah, comfort me. Because yeah. Batman isn't right now, but like, Batman, you know, I was in his house the other night, just saying, <laughs> I did, nothing happened, Bruce, nothing happened with me and the bat, but like, I was in his house. I was in his cave, but nothing happened. He says, look, there's something, but the doorbell rings. He says, just get it, get it. But it's the Joker. He busts into his apartment with his crew. Wait, 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 wait. You're, you're glossing over one of the best lines. But oh, he's trying to explain. And she's like, no, you blew me off. He went, you're a real nice girl and I like you a lot. But for now, shut up. Uh, and he pushes her. So he just called her fat. Now he's telling her to shut up. <laughs> he is James Bond. <laughs> he is James Bond. He shoves her down. He's like, shut up. Shut, shut up. up. I'm trying to tell you I'm Batman. Jeez. The Joker shows up. And Joker explains that his, his blonde friend... Couldn't handle being ugly, so she jumped up the window of their apartment. Uh, but you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. That's my favorite line from this movie. Uh, so Bruce shows up, and Joker's like, oh, another addition to this this party. First there's the Batman, and now there's Bruce. Hello. And he kind of mentions that he's Bruce Wayne. So Batman, Bruce knows it's Joker is Jack. So he kind of starts to going, hey, I, I, let me tell you about a friend named Jack. Kind of agitating the Joker. But then Bruce, with one of some, many people's favorite lines in this movie is, he grabs like a, fi what is that, a fire poker thing? Right, yeah. And he smashes something. And he goes, you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Keaton. Fantastic. The Joker says, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? As he pulls a gun on Bruce and Bruce says, what did you just say? 
And Joker says, eh, that's just something I say before I kill people because it sounds cool. Boom! <laughs> Shoots him. <laughs> but Bruce, earlier, we saw him. He puts like some metal plate knowing he'd get shot. It's got a bat plate. Well, it was Vicky's plate, but he yeah. stole it and to hide in his chest, which then saves his life. Joker says, Vicky, better stop fucking around with other men. You're my, you're my girl. I'll be back. And, and says to the, like the body of Bruce just laying there after shooting him, never rub another man's rhubarb <laughs> and walks out and he dances out the hallway. I tell you what I love with this scene as well. Rhubarb? Rhubarb and one of Joker's men just comes in carrying a boombox. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it seems. That's a, if I ever get famous or evil or whatever, you need a guy with a boombox. He's box. like, yeah, just his hype man just there with a the boombox. But if the music is Prince, always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would be my uh, thing, but like, that's, you know, it's cool. They're like, all right, uh, you, you, you have the gun, you come behind me, and you, wherever I go into a room, you gotta be playing Prince. Uh, 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 all right, boss. <laughs> okay, can I have a gun as well? Just to pr- no, 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 boombox. Just Prince. Boombox and Prince. Nothing compares to you. So the Joker leaves off dancing. Vicky turns to see the body of Bruce, but he's gone. He's disappeared. He's like Michael Myers at the end of Halloween. The- he's gone. So he survived. So the Joker interrupts yet another. And she te- goes, motherfucker, stood me up again. Oh, Just geez. ditched me. Wow. Oh. Joker interrupts a TV broadcast. And says, tonight, I'm going to be dumping millions of dollars of cash into the streets of Gotham. And we see he's got, like, the the normal face now, not Mm. the white face. He says, I'm challenging the Bats to a Ducarino. Me and you, mano a mano, tonight, Batman versus Joker. I took off my makeup. Let's see if you can take off yours. And then Bruce is watching this. And Bruce realizes... The line about the devil and the pill moonlight. And we have a flashback scene. Tim Burton flashback. And it's the Waynes. Is it Martha and... Martha and... Steve. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, remember. Is it Bruce Senior? No. What is it? Quickly, Google oh, this. Oh, come on. Uh, Martha and Dad, Dad Wayne, Wayne. <laughs> uh, are coming out of a theater. And Br- young Bruce is walking around with some popcorn. And we see them follow... Thomas Wayne. Tom Wayne. Yeah. Tom Wayne and Martha Wayne. And we see some criminals approach them in an alleyway. They take Martha's pearl necklace and he shoots both of them and then says, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? But Bruce does not get shot and he escapes. So now Bruce is like, this is the guy. This is the guy that killed my parents. This is the guy that did this to me. And the guy they cast has... Like brilliant, like scary, toothy smile. It looks just well. like the Joker. It's almost as if that he would age to look yeah. like Jack Nicholson. They yeah. cast it well. Yeah, I thought so. It looks pretty good. So, uh, Vicky Vale just shows up because Alfred's just like, "Hey, Vicky, come, come down to the Batcave," and she's like, "Oh, okay." So he doesn't really get to tell her, but she figures it out. So yeah. Vicky and Bruce they're chilling, and he's like, "Look, I got to stop this guy. He's insane," and that's what he's gonna do. So he gets in the Batmobile. It's got machine guns. He goes to the the acid plant, the chemical plant, drops a bomb in the plant and drives out through the fire. You always look cool when you you always look like a cool badass walking away from an explosion, but try driving through an explosion in a Batmobile. That's cool. You know what else is cool? Having a Macy Day parade with more prints. It's the Joker 
with parade with balloons. That looks like the Macy Thanksgiving yeah. thing. More prints, obviously. And he's just, he's in the strip, strip club balling out. He's like Floyd Mayweather, just throwing out. <laughs> he's dropping these cash into the city. So everyone's loving this guy. Imagine in 2020, a guy was like, hey, vote for me. I'm going to go drop 20 million in the streets. So everyone's losing their mind because they just want the money. But he's secretly like letting gas and fumes out in the street as well. And this is where not only does Batman have a car, but he's got a bat wing. Is that what you bat call it? Bat wing, yes. Is that what you call it? I think so. Right? I was calling it the bat plane and I was like, that's not right. The bat plane? The bat plane. No, it's a, yeah, the bat wing. The bat wing. Yeah. I searched bat wing, but I got a literal picture of like a bat wing. So like, I, I'm assuming, because I remember he's got the bat heli- helicopter thing, the bat wing. Yeah. I imagine yeah. this is what this is. Yeah. Let's, let's go with that. So he's got the bat wing and he's flying. It's a. Heli- not a helicopter. It's like a jet that looks like a bat. It's like a glider plane kind of thing. Yeah. It's pretty lit. Uh, it's pretty great. It's funny, though. During this whole chasing, <coughs> you definitely see uh, this thing changes sizes so many times. Because <laughs> they obviously use miniatures to yeah. film certain parts of it and then have more of a, like, a life-size thing. But within like 30 seconds, this thing just grows and shrinks. and It's great. It's uh, I, I think this was solely made for toys. 100 <laughs> i definitely like, probably want one of these. i'd have wanted this for yeah. sure yeah so gotham is greed as we see Knox and Vale like trying to not die from the fumes but the batwing comes over and joker's gassing the city but the batwing he goes he glides over the parade and he collects all the balloons and flies away and releases them like i don't know in buffalo or something new jersey that's where I'd put those balloons. <laughs> Go let them release into the sky over there. They they won't change anything. But here in Gotham, we need to get rid of them. Uh, so the Joker's pissed. He's like, hey, those are my balloons. Why didn't anyone tell me he had one of those things? And he says, Bob, give me a gun. Bob gives him the gun and he shoots Bob. <laughs> Rip Bob. Uh, and then, of course, you get the cheesy campy shot of the Batwing flying over the full moon. Holding there for a split second, so you get the bat shot in the moon. You get the still. And then then he drives back. He flies back down. He's just had to do that. That was part of his routine. Um, He then shoots down the parade, like, gunning it for the Joker. And the Joker's, like, egging him on in the middle of the street. Like, come on, come on. And then, in classic Joker fashion, pulls out a gun out of his pants. But the gun just keeps going and going and going. And then he shoots the Batwing out of the sky. Thus, Batman... Good shot. Yeah, just crashing down okay so you're telling me you're batman yeah you've had okay we don't have lucius fox in this but you've had had whoever designs alfred your stuff make you this batwing this plane yeah and you're not gonna bulletproof it at all Uh, i don't know i think it's to say that this joker gun is a lot loaded than we think it's not just a gun something's different about it it's just really long (laughs) At least, like, just one shot, one shot and it's down. It's because it's an epic gun. It's got to have something in it's it. It's not a bazooka. It's Maybe still it is. like a tiny bullet. We don't know. It could have been something well, different. I, I saw the spell of the thing. It's something different because it's a bigger gun. It's the Joker. It just has to travel longer. It's the just Joker. a long gun. It's not a big gun. It's just long. It's the, he's overcome. I'm just saying, Bruce, bulletproof. 
Like, this thing needs to be bulletproof. Master Bruce! Come on. The Joker's co- is compensating for other things. You've got rooms in your house <laughs> that you don't even know exist, and you can't bulletproof your plane? It's a special gun. I think it's a special gun. I, it's, obviously, it's magic. Okay. K- kayfabe-wise, it's like a special Joker loaded gun, like a special one. Because no, he was shooting... I think other guys were shooting at it, and nothing happens. But it's the special gun that knocks him out of the sky, and he crashes down, like, destroying the city. First of all, like he's happy. He should be lucky this didn't kill people. It basically lands in the steps of a church, a cathedral. And we see Vicky Vale kind of approach the Batwing, but we, we don't see a body. We don't see Bruce inside, and she's kind of confused. And the Joker, you talk about the Batwing always changing size. This gun changes sizes like six times. Because at first it's giant, then mm. it's about like a little smaller. Then it's a little smaller. Yeah, it's a retractable yeah. one. It's mm. just, There's a lot to know about this gun later on. Here. Yeah, what is what is this bullet? <laughs> At up next podcast, someone explain <laughs> this gun to me because I call bullshit gun. on the Joker's gun. Yeah, so uh, the Joker puts the gun to Vicky's head and says, "Follow me. You're going to be with me." And he buzzes his boy, saying, "Bring a helicopter on the top of this cathedral. Ten minutes." And he grabs Vicky and he like brings her up into this church and starts climbing up this thing. I mentioned uh, like. Die Hard, Nakatomi Plaza. This is pretty much like now it's Batman in the tower with the bad guy. Uh, so Bat- uh, Batman is alive. We see him. He's beat up, but he's like, all right. He goes into this cathedral. He knocks over all these these like church uh, what do you, benches, like the ones you pray like on. The pews. And he knocks them all over like dominoes. And the Joker kind of has a feeling that he's being followed by the Batman. But they go in. He, uh, he closes one of the things and then like uses his acid lapel flower thing to like make the bell at the top of the cathedral fall down through things. He just really doesn't want Batman getting to him and Vicky. Batman does get up there, but guess what? Joker has more ninjas. Yeah. Just out of nowhere, Joker's like, fooled ya. More ninjas. These ninjas start fucking up Batman and Batman I don't know if this counts as a bat gadget, but it's a, a palm thrust device. What is this? What is the point of... Why didn't you just boot the guy in the face like you did earlier? Two, a guy came out with you with two swords earlier, s- rotating them, swinging them, and you kick him in the face like nothing. But this guy is running at you with all these karate moves, so he does like a shote, like palm thrust with this device yeah. in, his, in his thing. You were carrying this the whole time? Anyways. As I say, priorities, Bruce. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to palm thrust someone. You could probably just palm thrust them without this thing and kill them. But I digress. So the Joker is now just making Vicky dance with him as Batman is taking on all his cronies, including a guy who looks like a bootleg blade. Mm. Like Wesley Snipes. He's got the glasses. He's got the swords. He's got everything. And he's giving Batman a run for his money. But Batman eventually fucks him up. The Joker has a gun. And he's, he's dancing with Vicky. But Batman cuts in and says, hey, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? And he starts to fuck up the Joker. He's like getting his retribution here. He's beating him up. He's throwing him around. He's making him bloody. Joker's pulling out all his jokes, but he's just not like, so you would hit a guy with glasses, puts on a pair of glasses. The answer to his question is yes, Batman would hit a guy with glasses. He beats him up. Uh, Joker says, look, you made me. You, you, you idiot. You're, you're the reason I'm this way. You made me. And he's got, like, false teeth flying out. He's got all the Joker gags. He's basically a a joke shop. Yeah. Right? And 
Bruce says, no, no, no. You made me. You killed my parents. He's like, what? Dude, I've killed a lot of people. I <laughs> am your parents. <laughs> uh, Batman's just fucking him up, but then the Joker basically falls off the ledge of this high up in this cathedral thing. Vicky and Bruce are like, oh, he's gone. But he's not. He grabs both of them, and now they're both hanging, and he's back on his feet somehow. And the Joker's dancing around while Batman and Vicky are hanging on for their dear life. And the Joker's just having a so ball. So they're like clinging onto like the gargoyle yeah. of the church. And uh, Joker turns to the gargoyle, what are you laughing at? <laughs> As he dances around. Uh, and his copter comes by. His copter, he asked, he ordered. Uh, you know you can Uber copter? I was just going to say. <laughs> Did you know that? They're like, is this Joker? Jo- like, is this Joker? You run around the front, read the registration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I got to kill C- Batman. Four, eight, one. <laughs> Make sure you're yeah, wearing your mask. Send a message, like, <laughs> one minute, killing Batman. <laughs> so, Joker's uh, you got Uber a phone copter. charger I can use? <laughs> Batman's hanging on for dear life, but he he somehow uses, like, a bat grappling hook here, saving uh, Vicky's life. Um, he, obviously, knowing that she was 108, went back to the drawing board and fixed his grappling like, grappling hooks to, you know, hold... One twenty-eight, maybe. Uh, so Joker is trying to get away on a classic helicopter ladder thing. He's climbing. There's always a cl- the ladder, there's always yeah. a rope ladder from a helicopter in any movie. There's always that, especially Batman. Yes, yeah, always Batman. <laughs> the Joker's climbing, but Batman is not letting him get away and grapple hooks him to like hang on. So he's using a lot of force here, holding the Joker, which then the Joker is is hanging on. But he starts to slip and slip, and the Joker slips off the the rope here and falls to his death. Yeah, while laughing. Just while laughing. And we see the shot of him below, and he's obviously, because he the scars, he's got a permanent smile. His eyes are still open. Wow. You see the blood all over him, and he's got one of those laugh boxes in his pocket. Just just laughing. Going (laughs) off on repeat. the final image of the the Joker is is really cool here with that with that laugh sound. That's how I um, want to go out, smiling. Smiling. Yeah. Okay. Isn't, isn't that like how anyone wants to go out? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'd be great. So, like I said, Vicky is almost falling, but Batman saves her as well, just like our set's falling over. Uh Vicky falls, but Batman saves her and uses the grappling hook and then they're alive. They survive. And the Joker is dead. Wow. Uh, what do you think of this final, like, epic fight scene? It's like a video game, really, and there is many video games based on Batman and these movies and this franchise, but he has to go through, like, the levels to get to the Joker and then finally fights the Joker. It's cool. It feels very much, uh, kind of, of this time. Yeah. Like, 80s, 90s, there's a lot of fighting up high buildings and then ending on roofs and... Explosions. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it's it's fun. It's Batman v. Joker. How can you... Yeah, not enjoy that in I, any iteration. I like the I like the like interactions between both of them because you kind of don't get to see a lot of them together for a lot of these shots because they have the epic scenes to separate, but then finally like they're in the scenes together yeah. at this epic, and I I think they they go well together because Jack Nicholson obviously as this character is psychotic and, and insane and laughing and stuff, and you have Keaton who's really trying to be the more serious dark Batman. I think it it kind of comes to a nice climax here at the end i I like it there's a press conference and batman's like hey 
save the world. So here's my bat symbol. Anytime you need me, call me, beat me if you want to reach me. And they have they reveal the bat symbol in the sky. Vicky Vale sees Alfred in a in a limo waiting by. He's got the bubbly. Um and then she drives off somewhere. But Alfred says, uh, Miss Vale, Bruce, Master Bruce has told me he's going to be a little late. And she says, that's okay. And then it cuts to the bat symbol in the sky and Batman on a tall building looking at it, staring on. He's like, yeah, Vicky, hold on. I got shit to do. I got to stare at this, this logo in the sky for a little while. <laughs> and Scandalous by Prince plays as the credits roll. That was Batman. 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 Uh well we didn't hear that theme, but we got was it Danny Elfman, I think, in the, was it Danny? Sounds Elf- about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh wow, what a what a film. What a film. What do you think of Batman nineteen eighty eight? Um, nineteen eighty nine, sorry. I I really enjoyed going back to watch it. I haven't <clears throat> seen this for a long, long time. I remember loving it when I was younger. Uh watching it now, I don't think it's as good as I originally thought it was and the kind of praise it gets given. Um, It's fun, but it's very, and obviously this, there weren't many comic book films out by then. And they kind of opened the door to allow comic book films to happen. I I think everything seems very surface level here from like the Joker's plan to, to Batman, like as Bruce, not really, like in the latter films, you really see Bruce being kind of conflicted and uh, like the weight on his shoulders of having this dual identity. Joker, it's like Jack Nicholson could read the yellow pages and he'd be fantastic, you know, but I don't really feel he's putting much of a shift in. I feel he's just putting on makeup and being a bit crazy. He's being the Joker. He's and, being Jack. And I think this all comes from having seen other iterations down the line where people have really dug deep and like really looked into the psyche of these characters. Whereas I feel it's a bit pantomime, a bit cartoony. That is the tone they're going for, obviously. Um, But I think looking at it with 2020 eyes, it's not, it's I'm, I'm saying right off the bat, it's not the best Batman film. Yeah. Well, yeah, obviously Uh, there's a lot of people who I don't think they say, that it is, but I understand. I don't know. I, I hear a lot. I hear a lot of people who love Jack Nicholson's uh, Joker, love Michael Keaton's Batman, and love this film. And I'm just like, yeah, it's it's fine. And it was, you know what? Uh, I think this for me uh, again. I, I was reading these like comic books at a really young age, and then finally, when I was like a little older enough to watch this movie, I was probably still too young because considering this isn't really a kids' movie, it's not. Even though it's about a superhero, right? It's more of you could watch it when you're like a teenager or 10 or 8 even maybe. But I would read the comic books and now I'd, I always thought that this one felt like it was a comic book coming to life. And then rewatching it now, like way older. I hadn't seen this movie in like 10 plus years easily. It still felt like I was reading a comic book Definitely. come to life. So I have to say I, I did really enjoy that aspect of it because you kind of compare it to – some later, like the Nolan versions, and they take it a lot more serious, which is something I actually like a lot more than this movie. But I, but. I would say as well that comic books themselves have gone a lot deeper. Yeah, for into, sure. They're more like like graphic novels rather yeah. than just comic book series, which are 
villain of the week and nice pictures. Cause, cause again, I, I wasn't born in 1989, but I can imagine someone throughout the eighties buying comic books of Batman for years or whatever. And then finally seeing this, you're like, holy shit, so, it's not Adam West. It's not that cheesy shit. It's the, it's the darker shit. So I, I, I could see that really making people really fond of it. It's I love worth it. noting as well. This was released, uh, on the 50th anniversary of the yeah. character. Which is crazy to think the character of Batman had been around for 50 years. Shout out Bob Kane. This film came out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you're completely right. There are definitely people who might have been a bit insulted by the Adam West one and, and definitely finally seen sure. this, especially on a, a big screen with a budget and well-known actors, uh, would have been really rare for the time. Yeah, um, I think I think just things have moved on. This is a long they time have, ago. But I think would that's they have moved it. on if it wasn't for this film? You exactly. You definitely have yeah. to look at this film and be like it. Um, it inspired so much, and it allowed film studios to be like, "Oh, well, that worked. We can do that again." Which, just looking at the uh, the box office here, um, <laughs> box office blew shit away. Yeah. Like- it, this film did okay. Bat office. It did okay. So the budget for the film was estimated at $35 million. Um, the opening weekend, it made $40,489,746. In, in 1989. In 1989. So who knows what that is now? The like, gross in the USA was $251,348,343. And the worldwide Gross four hundred and eleven million five hundred and fifty six eight hundred and twenty five. Um, so it did very well. Um, I think it was top of the box office that year. Um, just it had uh, to be. It had yeah. to be. No uh, doubt. It came. Sorry, no. It was second. What I beat that in nineteen eighty nine? I can't think it of came a movie. Second to Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Okay, which was the the last one. The last one. Then right. Um, <laughs> But yeah, already was like a proven thing. Uh, so it, it did very well for itself. And Jack Nicholson did made the right move by saying, yeah, I'll take a percentage of that. Yeah. I, I, he's probably still making money off this movie. 100%. Like he didn't have to do anything else, but he, he, you know, he did. So yeah, uh, let's, let's go through our list. I, I, we're, we're talking about like thoughts on this movie, but I think we can give them also as while, we do this as, as we answer the, 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 what is it? The, the tropes, the bat yeah. the list, the bat list. So let's start. We've we've kind of hit on this one already. Yeah. But, um, if you had any more opinions on uh, Michael Keaton's portrayal as Bruce Wayne, look, he's not the best Bruce Wayne, but he's definitely not the worst Bruce Wayne. When I think of Bruce Wayne, um, I think of some someone who's cool, who's calm, he's suave, but he's also trying to play an idiot because he's trying to downplay that he's super smart and he's Batman. I. Watching this throughout some of the later movies, I think he's a fantastic Bruce, but he's not my favorite Bruce. And I'm going to say he's a seven, which isn't bad. It's pretty good for a nice Bruce Wayne, but it's not – he's passing. He's he's higher than passing, but a seven as my Bruce. I I also gave him a seven. I, I think he's one of the most likable Bruce Waynes, but I don't know if he's necessarily the the kind of Bruce Wayne I imagine – in my head. Yes. Um, so I went for a seven as well. Um, now, you could argue to put this together, but I really think that they're, they're kind of two different characters. Batman. Yeah. Michael Keaton's portrayal yeah. as Batman. 
you don't get to see him as much as Batman as I'd like. Realistically, he he's he makes jokes to Vicky Vale about her weight and stuff like that while he's Batman. Yeah. Uh, he, he talks to those criminals earlier in the movie and he's like, tell your friends about me. I'm Batman. He's not that scary. Like if he, if I was a criminal and he was the guy that stopped me, I wouldn't be that terrified. I think it's an this this whole movie is kind of you see other iterations of Batman for years to come and that could probably taint this version of it. So I I wrote down 8 but I'm also going to go 7. I lowered it cuz I'm like he's not intimidating. He's not. I'm taller than him. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I I do like his portrayal as Batman, especially this is so different from the Adam West one, which at this point was the only kind of version yeah. that there is. Yeah. Um, but I think he, I like in the latter films when he gets just more violent. Like you, you believe this guy can really exactly. fuck you up. You don't see that here. He's doing classic eighties cheese fighting, right? Yeah. Which was hot back in 1989. So you can't blame it, but like his, He's moved on. I like his voice as well because uh, he was one of the first people to start doing this because he was he'd go to Tim Burton and went, "Look, everyone's going to know it's me. Everyone will know Bruce Wayne is Batman. Like, we need to." And he was talking about doing different contact lenses and all these different things, and ended up doing the voice. And I know Christian Bale's gets comical right in, in the in his later films. But I completely understand why you disguise your voice, and I think it works and it sounds good. And just that that opening visual of him gliding down and then I'm Batman uh, is great. So I I went for a seven as well. So that's not bad. Bruce and Batman both gets a seven. I think people agree with us on that. We go to the main villain. Yeah, look, uh, Jack Nicholson is the Joker. You could say it's just Jack wearing makeup. You you could. I. I'm a big fan of the comic books of the Joker. I've read so many back in the day. It's been a long time. Killing Joke, my favorite comic ever made. Hands down. It is. I felt like when I watched this movie as a kid and maybe a few times as a teenager, it felt like he was such a good take on the comic book animated thing. Like the way he looks, mm-hmm. looks like it's almost a comic. Like the way he looks and everything. The way he acts where you're almost like, wait, why would he do that? In the comics and shit, Joker somehow is on people's TV screens. He's always in chemical things. So it, it felt the most, it felt like the Joker nailed it more than Batman nailed it. And I'm saying this even watching this now where I'm like, oh, like the Joker is so ridiculous as a character that there's no time to explain like how he, how did he hack everyone's TV? How did he get all these chemicals? Doesn't matter. It's the fucking Joker. Like he just, whatever. And Jack Nicholson's got great lines. Uh, I'm going a nine oh, for Jack wow. Nicholson. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you, you've kind of mentioned that like, yeah, he's just some guy like in makeup, but that's like the character of the Joker before this, there wasn't any like story behind this. I know there's the whole red hood thing, but that again comes in 1988 was the, the killing joke. Hmm. They probably were already working on this movie when that came out. So I felt like Jack Nicholson maybe read that he but it couldn't have probably worked out that way i feel and i i might be wrong maybe he had this huge process going into the part but for me this is jack nicholson getting a payday and probably thought okay costume and makeup are gonna do it all and i can deliver lines he and be funny he is obsessed with this movie he was apparently yeah he's very happy with it yeah apparently he watched it a lot (laughs) i look like i look at future jokers we have to Definitely. come up and no kind of 
everything they poured into that role and looking at the why, like why sure. is this guy doing this? And that's that's not something you're asking of your comic book films at this time. No, you won't. Um, but for me, it's it's Jack Nicholson dressed as the Joker, which is a dance sight better than a lot of other people, but it's a bit surfacey for me. Sure. I went for a six. No sweat. Hey, different strokes, different folks. You now, never rub another man's rhubarb. <laughs> um, going into future films, we will talk about secondary villains. Right. Um, I mean, you've got you can't, other... You can't name Bob. Bob no, doesn't count. you've got other mobsters, but I don't think it's enough to really comment on this one. Um, but in the future ones, we'll kind of lump your kind of secondary villains um, together. Uh, for that category, but we're going to skip over that and move on to Alfred. Yeah, look, this actor who plays Alfred is the same guy who goes on to play Alfred in the next few movies that we talk about. So it, it can be said we can rate him out of his interactions in this movie. And in this movie, you kind of see him... He, in Earlier, I didn't mention him where he's like, hey, Bruce, uh, we need more bubbly. How many things should we open? And Bruce is like, I don't know. What do you think? Like 10 more cases of bubbly? Cases of bubbly. And Alfred's like... <sighs> fucking all right cool yeah and then like you see him like cleaning the bat cave and like doing the suit stuff but it's very minimal but it's the first movie and it he kind of becomes that kind of moves on it's q he's q yeah. from bond right uh so i just go flat out like an eight because okay it's the first time you see him but it won't be the last and you kind of get to see you mentioned you liked the the how he was kind of sweet on veil like bruce why don't you go with this girl yeah like, come on you see more of that in the later movies, considering the later movies get kind of shit. But he remains, like, the same. So mm. I think he's great. I, I I don't know what else this guy's in, but he's great. I went for an eight as well. Um, I think he, as I said earlier, he's exactly who I imagine um, Alfred to be. Uh, and he's he's looking out for, Bru uh, for Bruce. And But again, it's there's not too much depth. And here I yeah. think he's more of a a grandfather to Bruce. Whereas in later ones, when Bruce, when sorry, Alfred really adopts more of that father figure, it has so much more emotional weight to it. Um, but I think he's great. I, I went for an eight as well. Uh, and rest in peace. Uh, Michael, is it goof Goff? Yeah, uh, man, he, he's fantastic. And apparently he did like a lot of voices and stuff and, and all the other like animated stuff as well, but he, he's great. And again, I meant, I seen him in all these commercials and when I was a kid and he was great. Uh, what about the Batmobile, the bat Uber, the bat lift? Uh, this car is really cool. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think, I think you're right. I think a friend of mine had this car. Right. And I got to play with it. And I, it wasn't until a later movie. I think the forever car, which I got. Uh, I'm going to go Batmobile, a seven. Okay. It's really cool. It's way better than the Adam West one. Your first look at a Batmobile, you were blown away regardless. But in hindsight, it's just a big black, like box, a tissue box with a, a thing on fire in the front. Yeah. It's not, it's it, still it's, lit. It's lit. It looks great. It's lit. And I think. I think whereas other things look dated now, I still think this looks really cool. Yeah. But when we're talking about the practicality of the thing, um, it's, as you said, like going around a busy city and something like that. Like <laughs> Doesn't work. I, I've driven a U-Haul around Toronto and Gotham looks way busier than Toronto does. You think does. Christopher Nolan watched this movie in preparation for like his movies and then it was like, man, what's the point of having a Batmobile if you can't drive anywhere? And he's like, wait, what if it... What if it could spit out and break off into a bat 
motorcycle. Yeah. Right? Isn't that what happened? Completely. Yeah. 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 Um, so I went, I went for a seven okay. with the Batmobile. You, you were seven as well? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're kind of on the same page here. So Batmobile seven, but what about his suit? What about his like gadgets? What is Batman looking like? He looks, ama- again, it's, it, it's very similar. I, I think I could just say seven as well for this because he looks really cool. Again, comparing it to just Adam West, it's a 10, really. But in hindsight, there's a lot of flaws in this suit because it changes from scene to scene because it's clearly like some th- – this this shot, he flies in with like this like whole wingspan thing. I'd say when he when he breaks through the, the glass with that shot in the museum, that's when he's like, whoa, that's fucking sick. But you mentioned he looks like RuPaul Drag Race because it's like this whole elaborate like thing and it's like – yeah, looking at it now, again, this is like almost 30 years, thirty plus years old. You're like, ah, uh, all right. So I'm going to go maybe even a six. Uh, You're going a six. Yeah, let's go to six. Because he's got grappling hooks that can't even lift someone who's 128 <laughs> pounds. Uh, and he doesn't really have other – the bat wing is cool um, if that ropes into gadgets as well. What else gadgets does he really That's use? It. That's it. it. He just grapples grappling hooks. the fuck out of everything. Oh, he's got the, the palm thrust thing, which is a lame – fucking thing yeah. like i wish i could walk around with a palm thruster but like nah i'm going six i'm you're kind of yeah i i don't disagree with you i'm i'm gonna stick with the score i originally put i went an eight okay um just because i don't think it's really dated much i still think looks cool it looks cool um i don't from like if I wanted to walk around wearing something, I wouldn't necessarily want the yellow. I think it's a bit of a giveaway going right. around at night when you kind of want to <laughs> camouflage. But it, it's the kind of the ode to the the comics, right? Like yeah. the original suit. So I, I do quite like how they've incorporated that. So I went for an eight. Yes. And finally, just what? An overall score? Just overall, like taking everything aside, taking away um, like campy lines, plot holes, any of that, but just sitting down and watching the film, what was your overall enjoyment? You want to get nuts? I'm giving it a seven. That's what I rated Bruce. That's what I rated Batman. It's probably what I rated a lot of things, but I'm going with a seven. In hindsight, I I still love this movie, watching it. It's in, it's so campy. It's way campier than I thought it was. I went into this thinking, oh, this is some dark movie, but then it's, it's still not compared to things I've now seen as an adult and movies and stuff. But it's... It's like it's it's dark. It's they made the Ninja Turtles movie, which I know you 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 have not seen, which is definitely a future review. Ninja Turtles came out a year after, and Ninja Turtles is so dark and and gritty, but is also still like a kids movie at the same time. Well, it's not, but I don't know. I still enjoyed watching this. Like sometimes when we do, we did a, a lot of these Star Wars ones, and it's like some of the the, the three hour fucking talking about sand and <laughs> such useless shit. Whereas like this, I was kind of. I know you said Tim Burton on record says he thought this movie was boring. I don't think this movie's boring because the visual of it alone makes – and Danny Elfman, the score, is like good. Like how can you be bored watching this? It's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like it's a guy just as a bat fighting a clown. I, it's, it's fantastic to watch. Uh, I give it a seven overall. It's a really fun film. I think because over the last kind of 30 years, I've got so into – comic book films yeah. and I think they have done better and they're like let's face it Hollywood's saturated with comic book films so for me now um, it takes it it has to be really good for me to be like I really enjoy it and right. I think this is the bare template 
of this started it. I'd say this started this it. This started it, yeah. but watching it now, I can't say I enjoyed it as much as I thought I was going to. Um, but it's still it's still fun. I gave it a six. Uh, I, I'd say my highlight is Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Obviously, I went yeah. off on my Jack, but yeah. Uh, yeah. So that means uh, overall my score, like my average score was a 7 out of 10. Yours okay. pretty much the same. You're a 7.28. Wow. So the average of both of us combined that average. is a 7.14 for wow. this film. So that's what we thought of Batman 1989. But what did you think? We posted up a feedback thread on both the forum.postwrestling.com, where we post up every Wednesday for NXT feedback, and also on the Patreon feedback thread, patreon.com slash up next, if you are a member there. We posted one there in case you guys wanted to post some. I'm going to start with Faulty Rob, who says, This movie changed my life. I still have the cards with the really bad gum inside. Do not eat the gum. <laughs> Do not eat the gum, Rob. He continues, amazing soundtrack, amazing performances, especially by Keaton and Nicholson, the goat for pre-Nolan Batman movies. And the goddamn NES Batman game was hard AF, but it came out like this film before either of you were even born. Quick question. Hey, for I was born in 89, so... You were born when this movie came yeah. out? Yeah. You saw it in theaters? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> question for the Brady. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? I do every goddamn day, my friend. Uh, and talking about the games... I loved NES Batman The Return of the Joker. It was a Mega Man game made in Japan that wasn't fully finished. Okay. They sold it to the company. They changed all the characters to look like Batman and his thugs and Joker from like this movie. It's the same graphic picture as their cartoon emblem on their jackets in this movie. This game, I own a copy of, is hard as fuck. Batman Return of the Joker. I love the NES soundtrack as well, but fantastic. We go to British Wrong Style. I got really obsessed with this movie as a preteen. I got all the toys. It introduced me to the world of funky music via Prince, and I must have watched it 20 times. First movie that was awarded a 12 certificate in the UK. Not that my dad cared who got me into the cinema when I was 10. An all-time classic. We go to Pick Japan, who says, Ahoy! He says it was the 1966 movie I remember going to the theatres. Ooh, revealing your age there, Pick Japan. 1966 movie in theaters as a kid. It was showing in a town not far from us, so I was taken with some others to see it. Most importantly, this movie was showing the one of the black replica Batmobile. Wait, are you talking... He went to the theater, but then he's talking about this movie. He's saying this 1980 movie. I'm get, I'm getting confused of his review, uh, of his feedback here, because he wrote his feedback not knowing we already did the 1966, and then everyone in this chat uh, replied to him, correcting him right. to check the Patreon. So, yes, thank you, uh, Pick Japan. But he says he loves the traditional cinema feel that Burton achieved in the cinematography. And parts of this movie he found a bit boring were the wrestling analogy like a Randy Orton match. No matter how much talent, parts of the match bores me. He says Jack Nicholson Joker versus Heath Joker. I'm sure you'll discuss in the future, but I find Nicholson's to be modeled more after Cesar Romero's Joker as far as the mannerisms. That's very fair. He's more of a clown, I'd say. Uh, the man who laughs. Overall recommendation, Batman 89 is okay, but I would have not have sought it out for re-watching if you guys hadn't started the series. Well, we had to start with this one. We yeah. had to. Yeah. Yeah. We go to Kendall from Ohio. Don't use my username, please. It's too long. Okay. Uh, <laughs> similar to Faulty Rob, Batman became a huge childhood obsession. I've seen the film more than uh, more times than a three-year-old should be... 
I saw the film more times than a three-year-old should have been allowed to. I was lucky enough to get a Sega Genesis copy of the Batman game along with the toys, bicycle and Halloween costume. On to my thoughts of the film. I loved the first appearance of Batman when he got back up from the gunshots to beat up the muggers, then ending the scene with the iconic I'm Batman line. Jack Nicholson played a good Joker. He was charismatic, psychotic and entertaining. My favourite parts of the movie were the Batmobile escape with Vicky Vale, the Batwing flying in front of the moon and the final act in the cathedral. I'm looking forward to the reviews of other Batman films. I enjoyed the Star Wars reviews despite not knowing much about Star Wars. Keep up the good work. Oh, well, thank you. It seems like the, the past few feedback here, they're all Bat fans. So we we uh, advise you to come back, write feedback in for the next one Absolutely. we'll be talking about. But I'm going to go to the, the Patreon feedback. Jesse from Montreal just says, Prince. That's it. I'll read the next one from Howie Nishi. Braden-san, Davey-san, hope you guys are doing well. First wanted to say great job on the Back to the Future up yours with Chris. On the day you dropped it, I watched it again with my 10-year-old daughter, and she is now a fan of Back to the Future. Yes, we did a Back to the Future review on the Patreon just last week. Check it out. Nishi, Howie continues, was excited to hear you guys will be doing the various Batman movies. I remember the extreme hype in 1989 when this movie came out and the difficulty getting tickets. Lofty expectations were set with Burton, Nicholson, Basinger, and Prince, but Keaton was the biggest wild card. He won me over and continues to be my favorite Batman among the group that have played him. See, let's see how Pattinson does. One thing for sure, this movie definitely has my favorite Batmobile. Anyway, don't want to ramble on. Keep up the great work, Howie. Thank you, Howie. And finally, we go to Chris Price. Here we are with Batman 1989, one of the best Batman movies and one I have always loved. It feels only right to begin my feedback and thoughts on with a question. Tell me something, my friend. Yes. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pain moonlight? Never. This movie is dark and gritty and the performances by Keaton and Nicholson are fantastic. Both really worked well in this movie. For me, Keaton really nails the mystery of Batman in and is a bat of few words. He has the honor of driving the best Batmobile ever. A couple of bits of trivia on that car. Firstly, the sliding canopy to enter and exit the car came about because they forgot to include a door when designing, designing it. And secondly, Keaton had to wear a cowl with shorter ears when he was driving it. Given this was shot in the Warner Brothers backlot, the alleyway Batman runs into with Vicky Vale after being forced to run from the Batmobile is the same one years later Tobey Maguire hangs upside down kissing Kirsten Dunst in Spider-Man. Whoa! I've been to that. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been there. West Side I, Story. It's West Side Story. I believe it's in Annie as well. Okay. All the orphans like dance down it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's used in everything. Jack Nicholson is a great joker hitting the comical elements and the psychotic ones Two, and given in 1989, our only comparison is Adam West and Cesar Romero, who were much more camp due to nature of their incarnation. This more serious and dark version worked so well, and Batman set the standard to beat for all Batman and a lot of superhero movies to come. In short, I love this film. Can't wait for the review and the continuing journey through the Batman universe. And I'm sure we all want to know... Where does he get those wonderful toys? Where does he get those wonderful toys? Yes. Wow. Thank you all for the feedback. Definitely we have some bat fans in uh in our in our up next universe here. The bat universe. Continue on. Uh we will be continuing on. J- just before we go, we are signing out, but I'm on the IMDB page here and there's the frequently asked questions. Okay. For Batman? And one of the most asked questions is what is Batman about? <laughs> 
I've heard so much about it. What is Batman about? Well, you know what? You can just listen to this series of podcasts. <laughs> we had a lot of people listen to us talk about Star Wars who don't listen to who don't watch or even know Star Wars, and they just listen to us ramble on about aliens and shit. So, listen to us ramble on about clowns and bats and riddles and cats, just all sorts. Yeah, just wow. Thank you so much for listening and supporting us here. Find uh, us every Wednesday night on YouTube, youtube.com slash up next. We go live after NXT, chatting NXT with up next, because that's the name of the show. But yes, we do other reviews. Look through the fee- fee- free feed. We did all the Star Wars Mandalorian. We will return with some new Mando in the near future. But of course, all the wrestling is up there. But again, patreon.com slash up next. We have the Batman 1966. We have Back to the Future. Just did last week. We did The Room. We have so many movie reviews up there. The term Terminator, Gremlins, the list is wild. For $5 a month, North American tier, you get access to all the shows in the back catalog instantly. So all the podcasts and reviews that you might be of interest to are all there. So check us out. And hey, follow Up Next on Twitter, at Up Next Podcast. And the, and the new Instagram, somehow, Up Next Podcast on Instagram, too. It's an old it's Instagram a, that we've just started using. We never used it, but we're going to start using it. We'll post some bat stuff on it. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Is there anything else? I don't. I think we've said it all. We got to go dance with the devil in the pale moonlight. Oh, you know what? There is something before we go. The theme song you heard at the end and probably hearing right now. Uh, Daniel, friend of the show, Daniel Lloyd, Beta Club Field Trip. He does like synthy eight bit music and all sorts of. He's the video game king. He made us a BDE slash up next slash Batman theme that you heard in the beginning here. I added in some some sounds and for the next few movies I'll add in some some clips from the movies and stuff, but. Beta Club Field Trip. He just made his new Instagram. All this cool music. He's now made themes for other podcasts and stuff. But Daniel, thank you so much. It's lit. He's so talented. So yeah. I, the other day, I was thinking, ah, oh, we we need a theme. What theme are we going to use? Yeah. And then I messaged Daniel and I was like, hey, is there any way you can get like the classic na 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 Batman and mix it in with our theme? And he's like, yeah, I'm playing about with my Switch right now. Five minutes later, that drops in my inbox, and I was like. Yep. He doesn't but even just mix incredible. that. He mixes Danny Elfman's with the old one and our theme in this theme it's awesome. you're listening to right now. So Beta Club Field Trip. Daniel, you're the fucking man. I love you. Ah. I myself, Brayden Harrington. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the D. And you can find me at Davey Portman. Take care. Goodbye. And you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs. Ahoy! You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping for. 
hard to recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today.